0: is I, the pig who is a man, Ismael. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for visiting me in my cave of forgotten dreams. You sound really happy today. I know. For it is raining outside in Los Angeles. Hello, Will. Welcome to the show. It is none other than Is this Will? Who his his namesake is Will I am I am just floating here disembodied like a just a beast like just a, like a ghost Yes it is like a ghost buster half hello half aloha which means hello and goodbye It is really it's because we all exist in an instant We all did not exist longer than we will ever exist so hello and goodbye. The difference is negligible. That's really deep. Yes. I sit here and I ponder the things of forgotten dreams and all kinds of things. I also think about corn carbs and corn meal. Is that the pig half of you? Yes. I... I am I I am but a being that must succumb to my nature which is to root around in the mud but also make great documentary films uh, that seems like a very disparate kind of way to exist, don't you think? Yes. Sean Connery meets Darth Vader. We are trying to we are giving up on these impressions immediately. <laughs> It's, 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 though I am meta. I'm talking about myself, talking about myself.
1: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm talking about you, talking about, uh, uh, probably
0: nothing important. <laughs> I seem to agree with you, Seth Brogan.
1: Yes, you know, <laughs> the guy who could see every possible universe, every possible outcome, uh, as, whispered into my ear (laughs) that uh, every possible combination of the show is terrible.
0: (laughs) Yes, there's no hope for this show.
1: Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Love it. Hey, everybody. I'm Aristotle, full throttle. Goodbye. Good night. I did it all. I did it all in one breath, the whole show. Fresh Prince of bell reeve hey guys i'm excited i'm excited i'm this close to booking another job excited 2020 2020 2022 is gonna be my year you know why because i got car payments coming up (laughs) so i gotta make it my year let me just tell you something let me tell you something i'm excited i'm so close i've been doing so much work around the house i've been rebuilding I'm rebuilding the couch. You might notice has a different appearance. I covered. I put a couch cover on it. So now it, it's blue, with gray. But I realized I should get, have a pattern, maybe. Make it more interesting. Maybe I'll get another couch cover. So I can switch it out. Switch things up. I got new stuff for me. Just, just rebuild, you know. New me. The, the Hello, me, meet the real me. I forget what the term is. It's a Megadeth song. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Ollie says. Uh, I can log on, yeah, I'm going to work my photo book for a family, be there in a minute Hey, Ollie's going to join us today on Aristotle Full Throttle I am excited to talk to our friend Oliver and is this Will, you're always welcome to chime in but I know that you might be working right now, huh Well, wait, let me put the mute on I'm excited, Ollie had some uh, funny sick burns on the Twitter today so we'll talk about those let me raise my, you raised me up I'm raising my seat up. That's better. Oh my goodness. I got to get a new HDMI cable because this one's broken. But before I do any of that, Ismael. Is, Ismael? What happened to my intros? I say to myself, what happened to all my intros? I say Ismael because that's, that's how you say it. You know, I speak spinach. <sighs> Will, is Will going to work? Nope. Uh, I don't know what happened. It's just, it's just weird silence. Weird silence. Why? Why, cloud? Do I need to be connected to the cloud? I don't get it. Unknown document. Did I lose all of my intros? Because that would be very depressing. Because I spend a lot of time working on those. (laughs) Nope. Okay. Well, maybe. Maybe if I rename it file. Let's do some uh, troubleshooting. Nope. Uh, Finder couldn't complete the operation. Some data could not be read or written. That's uh, that's unfortunate. Let me download some files here. Let me download these folders from the cloud. Now I'm going into crisis mode. <laughs> Did I lose these intros that I spent all this time building? <laughs> Okay, there's that one. There's not that one. That one's not. There's that one. Oh, Colleen. has gone. No Judy. Okay. No Cosmo. No Ange. Got 420. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this one. This is when someone's talking and I don't understand what they're saying. No Wesley. I got a problem solve this. Let me see. Cloud. iCloud. Desktop. Oh, I see what happened. I'm just going to download my whole desktop. It's only 1.3 terabytes. <laughs> but it just wants to. Yeah. Sort by date modified. You know what it is will they're partially uploaded to the cloud so they're not being able to be read so what I'm doing now is just downloading my entire desktop of files which is going to be great for the show you'll see in a minute how many terabytes do I have available I still need to get that new computer but I got the new car I'm just like if it if it's broke don't fix it that's my motto (laughs) Good golly! Uh, <clears throat> Ollie was talking about uh, the DNC. The DNC. Wow, how about it? Well, let me tell you something, Will. I did an audition today where I had to play the bass guitar. Okay, I did play the bass guitar, right? And perform bass guitar like I'm playing the bass guitar like I'm playing a show at a, with the bass guitar, right? Now follow me on this one. It was mine to lose at this point. But so I'm on a veil. So hopefully they call me tomorrow and they say you're booked. And then I got to go get tested on... COVID tested probably on Thursday. And then go get fitting on Friday. And then it shoots on Monday. And then I leave for New York on Tuesday. How perfect would that be for a year end of... What a great year this would be. That would be... um, phenomenal. I would be so happy because then I'd be like, okay, I got a couple months of car payments (laughs) coming up. I got to just deposit that check and just pay off my car. I'm excited. Makes me think I should have got a hybrid. Anyway, I see why your computer has issues with that much data on desktop. I got to say, I got to say... It's all it's all just in the cloud, that's the problem. That's the problem. Cloud desktop. Yeah, I see you. Uh I'm just it's just downloading everything now. I just wanted to download some of the things. It'll it'll go back up to the cloud when it's not being used, so I just need it to be it's okay. It's okay. Data management, Will. Am I right? It's hard. That's the whole thing. Like, now it's just virtual data management. Now we just gotta figure out how to manage stuff that's not even there. You know what I mean? Wait, so you're getting a car and then immediately leaving it. Yes. Correct, Will. Here's why, Will. Let me tell you you a little thing. I got a lot of, I got a lot of jobs this year, so I want to use it as a write-off, because it's smart. I got it right before the end of the year, because it was a, it was a big year, So, I, and I use my car 100% for my business. 100% use of my car. Maybe 90%. I only use it for my business. Photography, acting... And, you know, if there's a gig, bass playing, anything that I would do, it falls under the umbrella of production services. See? I'm producing, but it's it's entertainment, entertainment production services, (laughs) music, acting, photography. I drive to those jobs. Those are my jobs. It's I must I'm, uh, I'm self-employed. So there you go. Hello. Oliver Williams. That's your Hello. intro now. Hello.
2: Uh am I my volume better than it usually is?
1: It's very low. Here l- let me um oh, No 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 no, no 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 Leave it. Leave oh no, it, I, can it. It. I can boost it. I can boost it. Don't worry about it. How about, it. Now? about... How
2: about now? No 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 yeah, 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 no usually, yeah, no. I usually Yeah yeah. I'm usually clipping and I lowered it. Okay. See if that would help. Maybe that's I'm better. maybe I'm low on yours. Okay, I'll do this. Is this no, but is this I can good?
1: adjust. Yeah, that's good because I can see that we're we're uh, peaking at the same. We're we're not clipping, but we're hitting the same negative five. We're decibels peaking. At we're most. peaking together,
2: Aristotle. We're peaking together.
1: Yes. Simultaneous peaking. Uh, what? <laughs> whoa! Take a peek, everybody. L- listen, Oliver. Oh my God, my screen yes. is. Hold on a second. What a is HDMI going on over cable man? C- I, got, I need a new oh, oh, HDMI cable. Wait, 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 wait.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, our first technical difficulty.
1: <laughs> Listen, you tune in for the fun, and you get all the technical difficulties. This is, this you is what you get. <laughs> it's how it works. It's how the show works. It's The show is about the show. It really is. It it's very. Yes, exactly. And it works. Uh, Oliver, you you were making fun of uh, the DNC, the D- Democratic National uh, Committee. Oh, today. yeah.
2: I mean, I may have gotten a little carried away with that joke.
1: Oh, okay. But that's okay. Jokes are fun. Uh, I like jokes. Jokes are fun. I, but you know what? I, there's just you a, know what I love about comedy? Problem. It's just so funny. Go ahead.
2: It's true. My favorite <laughs> thing about comedy might be that, actually.
1: Yeah. It's um, my number one reason I like comedy. So...
2: so what happened? So some some reporter was trying to slag Biden for uh, saying, "Oh, well, you, you know, to, you now you won't have to." I didn't mention oh, I the to joke. go to the whole you, thing.
1: You don't have to. Oh, no, it's okay. No, well,
2: yeah. no. no. I won't go all the way. I'm just saying, like, um, it just I mean, bothers me because like, people were at AP reporters trying to slag Biden for telling a room full of people in suits. I guess it was a DNC event. That um, yeah. Well, you want you won't have to wait in the McDonald's parking lot to get internet anymore. Like Uh the idea of being like, oh, like no one in this room has to, you know, wait in a McDonald's parking lot to get internet. But it's like that wasn't that wasn't the point for them. It was a point for like, you know, people who don't have unlimited plans and can't just like stream everything from their house all the time. And I know when we were on tour, we would we would you know work at Panera all day. And I know that was a while ago, but um, I did that
1: at my old job. I would just I would literally drive to McDonald's parking lot and go on my laptop and. hit up the internet
2: yeah yeah so i think it was pretty obnoxious to assume that that like and also that was like he's, he's a he's a political figure touting the benefits of a bill that he just signed into law because like, yeah. there's a 65 billion outlay for broadband you know investment and who knows if that will actually like you know it probably won't be the most efficient 65 billion dollars ever spent to try and get broadband to places that you know are the kind of islands right now but it's like that's a good thing. We should be celebrating it. What's the whole, what? What is the point? Uh, what is the point of our objective, intrepid AP reporter, like making Like yeah, that the people at the DNC are rich and out of touch. It's like, well, thanks for proving the point that you were also out of touch. Like the whole thing <laughs> just, just just bothered me, and then so I I, I entered uh, snark mode and uh, followed you know some trolls. Who,
1: you know, my favorite is Steve Douchey, who asks all the doozies <laughs> every the day. Worst. He is the worst. He is so dopey, but I guess he loves you the. You almost attention. can't be too mad at him
2: because he's such he's such a pathetic clown that you like you can't be too mad at him. You're just like, oh he just he just sucks. That's okay.
1: Yeah, he sucks. It's weird though. It's like imagine your job is just like you suck and that's kind of your job is to just be just. Here's what bad. I want you to do. Yeah. And and he'll
2: always <laughs> know that he only has a job because of his daddy.
1: Right. Which I wasn't aware of until you pointed that out to me. Uh, you know, yeah. he was making. But he'll he but he'll talk... cover all that Hunter Biden stuff. Yeah, <laughs> good. good. golly. The, the you know politics, man. This was a, like this was a I've relatively. Been, been too online lately. Yeah, you might have to stop doom scrolling. What the, the thing about this yeah. year is, it was besides the terrible exiting of Afghanistan, it was relatively not like a uh, high blood pressure <laughs>
2: daily situation, yeah. which well, uh... or the, the, the stuff that people are upset about isn't like self-inflicted do. I mean, again, i my, my opinion of he's at least trying to do something about the pandemic, if not doing a perfect job. Um, right. Like, yeah, it hasn't been, you know, a complete insanity every day. It's been nice to have the temperature lower, but I mean, people problem is, you know, a lot of the, the media is like, uh, it's easy to complain about the media, but they're really oriented around, you know, attention in the same way that Facebook's, yeah. um, you know, privacy model works. Right. So yeah. it, it, it's like the only way to be profitable anymore is to just get attention. So you're going to do the more uh, extreme, you know, pan- emotional inducing headlines and stories. Um, and it's just. It really is. Good.
1: It really is the attention economy because if you think about it you know what we have in life the only true commodity is time so if you spend time on something your attention uh, you know that's worth something you know monetarily so that's that's yeah, yeah. where we're at it's crazy it's crazy that, did you that is did like, you see that movie that
2: justin timberlake movie in time Yes. From like, I, I don't do. know, ten years ago. I only saw the first half of it when he ran to get Olivia Wilde and she died and it was his mom and I'm like, Your mom's hot, dude. Um <laughs> The I liked the concept, I thought it was kind of a clunky execution, but I didn't finish it. And not for any reason that it was like on TV and I had something else to do. Um, but I liked the idea of it a lot. Was it was it ended was it overall a good movie or was it kind of a
1: clunker? Um it just was a movie, yeah. you know. It wasn't like bad, but it wasn't good. Uh, Captain well, see, Clickbait, here indeed. A what? That was Will just chiming in with uh, Captain Clickbait with the quarterly profits.
0: Yeah.
2: That's a good. That's a good soundboard piece, man. That's good. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I. You got me distracted, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> it be, I'm proud of that one. Uh, yeah. Um Oh, the in time. I like the idea. You could probably redo it as a better movie, but I like the idea of like, yes, time is the only commodity that matters. It's the only thing that yeah. you cannot make more of. And it's a great concept. Uh, it's, it's yeah. true. It could be done probably better than just a movie. Wasn't the villain in that some guy who was like popular for a time but like a Kit Harrington or something?
1: Ah, Who's I don't re- that movie? remember. Willow, do you remember? File under movies that were undone by the existence of cell phones in the script. Um, that's always fun. Killian yes. Murphy was was the bad guy actually, so he's ah. not a
2: flash of the pan. He rules.
1: He's great. He's gonna play Oppenheimer, dude. dude. It's like perfect he's casting great. for up for Oppenheimer. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. the next Nolan movie. So you know, it's gonna be good to great. So that's pretty cool. I'm excited. Um, and that yeah, is like be good. a that's a heavy subject man like literally plutonium and stuff but it's it's also like very it's just a crazy you know uh, <clears throat> i am become what does he say death <laughs> like it's insane the dude realized the power of what oh, i'm
2: death. sorry yeah i was like i thought you were thinking of i was thinking of uh uh, the end of Michael Clayton when he said, I am Shiva the God of Death. Which oh. is also a great scene.
1: When, well, that I was in Blade? That in Blade?
2: No, uh, oh. Michael Clayton. Slightly different movie.
1: Michael Clayton. Yeah, I was got George Clooney confused movie. with Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes
2: happens all the time. Hold on. You I know, gotta adjust my uh, audio setup here. My, my headphones are down, so I'm gonna, I'm no gonna worries. mute for a second.
1: My favorite... Uh, This is one of my favorite scenes at the end of uh, Michael Clayton. Uh, It's incredible. I watched it recently again. It's just Tilda Swinton trying to make a deal at the very end of the movie. Listen, this is a spoiler alert. You can go watch this on the internet. It's great. It's Tilda Swinton really just going, yeah, I'm one of the greatest of all time. Watch this. Uh, She's great. So she says, you don't want the money? (laughs) She like loses her mind. It's amazing. I don't want to. uh, Will did you see it? Because I feel like it's just us chickens here. Oli, that scene where he he's like, "You're (laughs) effed."
0: You don't want the money.
1: (laughs) It's just increíble. I love Tilda Swinton. She's one of my favorite humans. You know, if there's a, if there was an alien encounter. I would say, I would offer up Tilda Swinton. I would say, here you go. This is probably the closest uh, facsimile we've got <laughs> to aliens. But the best human, one of the best humans. Some Monday to Friday, always trying to ice skate up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh,
0: enough is enough. I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday play. <coughs> Some might have. Monday, Friday is always trying to skate up hill. <laughs>
1: Ollie, I was just quoting Michael Clayton when Wesley Snipes says, some MRF is always trying to skate up hill.
2: Uh, that's very good. Um, remember, I would watch Michael a Clayton? trailer where you someone superimposed Blade into Michael Clayton.
0: Remember
1: the scene of Michael Clayton where he says, always bet on black. <laughs> That's not from Blade.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh you know what I my, my favorite blade line is in that blade the third one, which is two it's too Ryan Reynoldsy, but whatever. That's from Pass um, Seven. Pass and Fur. Yes. Pass and Fur. Beth Um it's it's in Blade Three when he's getting interviewed by uh who's that great comedic actor, improv guy from all the Robin Williams. He's from all the Christopher Guest movies. What is his name?
1: Uh uh Oh Eugene Levy?
2: No, not Eugene Levy. It's, the, it's like the cropped... Kind of the cropped hair. He was one of the... Uh, I'll look it up. But uh, he's interviewing Blade when they've captured him, and they have him all drugged up. And yes. he goes... He goes, do you know what year it is? Who's the president? And so he's not talking, and he's asking him this question. He goes, do you know what year it is? Who is the president? And Wesley Sacks goes, some a-hole. <laughs> 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 and just... The line and the way he delivers it is just exact. It always applies. It's exactly right.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, Wesley Snipes is is a treasure. He's a national treasure right. who doesn't pay taxes. To be well, <laughs> so, we have to revoke his national treasure status on account of his not paying for it. What what were you saying? No representation. No, I'm no, I
2: just gonna say. Well, you know, we all have
1: our faults. You know what? He did his. He paid his penance. He did his. He had. He paid. He owed. Did he do time for taxes. That? I think he went to jail for a couple of years, <laughs> but you know he up. went to like rich people jail, where they yeah, like yeah. have bad... Which,
0: which I'm
2: honestly, if if it's uh, here's the thing, I don't have a problem with rich people going to a rich person jail for tax. Yes, I do. Never mind. Yes, you go to regular jail. Never mind.
1: I don't know this for a fact though. I John just, John I
2: just, Michael I just, Higgins was the guy I was thinking. John, of.
1: yes, that guy is funny.
2: He's the guy interviewing him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's great.
0: He, is he in, in uh, Wesley wait. Snipes
1: Jail?
2: John, wait, wait, I'm, he was wait. sentenced to three years in prison back in 2008.
1: Yeah. And then he got out of prison, which was funny because in, um, what was it? Expendables 2 or 3, they break him out of prison. <laughs> they break Wesley Snipes that's, out of prison. Yeah, John Michael Higgins hilarious. is amazing. Yeah, I have a funny quick little story about uh, working on set with John Michael Higgins. Uh here's my story. First of all, he's hilarious. Second of all, he was very not very 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 nice. And also, we were working on a Sweeps Week episode of a Fran Drescher show that failed. It was like about Fran Drescher's real life marriage to her husband who came out as gay and now they're best friends and co-producers. So they made a show where Fran Drescher is married to John Michael Higgins where he's he plays her ex-husband. So he plays her the a version of her husband. But I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Fran Drescher, some people think her voice is charming. 14 hours later, it is the worst possible sound you could hear. (laughs) Like, and I'm, listen, I love Fran Drescher. My nana loved the nanny. She would watch that show. She loved Fran Drescher. It's a very New York based centric thing, but I cannot tell you, listen, some people just have a voice that sounds like scratching a chalkboard. And I'm not exaggerating. Personally, listen, you might like the voice. It might sound melodious and musical to your ears. But to me, after like eight hours, I was like,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> and it was just, and then like four more hours. I think I was pretty hangry because they only gave us like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for lunch and Oreo cookies. <laughs> I was might have been background. the hangry. I was probably just hangry and irritable. Um, no, I think that's fair. Also, a couple things
2: here. A uh, lot to unpack in that evaluation. Um, <laughs> but as your psychiatrist, I would say I've probably reminded you of people that you grew up with in uh, Long Island that uh, spoke with a similar cadence and tone that probably, like, triggered you a bit.
1: I um, think that it might have been maybe 10% that, but 90%... Uh, vocal fry.
0: Yeah. It was
1: just so scratchy. It was just it, like it was the. If you listen to her voice, listen to her voice.
0: No, I, I've, I've heard enough. You know
2: what? She she's in the. Um, she not making fun of Fred Rusher. You're the, amazing. She's in the Getty Lee Voice Club.
1: The Getty Lee. Well, yeah. I've never heard his voice. Yeah. Oh, where's I high pitched? No, just yeah,
2: no, no. Just meaning like, I like Rush. I can listen to Rush, but I've heard when I hear like two or three songs, I'm like, all right, I'll take a break. I can take a break now. I imagine if I listened to Rush for eight hours straight, I'd be like, I never want to, I never want to hear this again.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, you know, Rush. I do like their hits. I d- I never de- dove deep into their albums. I never really. You know, was that you're saying Geddy
2: Lee's voice wears on you, though, or maybe it wears on me, or maybe what I'm saying is that in the same way that if Geddy Lee doesn't bother you, no disrespect, I mean, you're not wrong. In the same way that yeah. Fred Drescher's voice may be melodious to some mollusks yeah. and forest creatures, but mm-hmm. and um, nice. for me, an enemy is right, but for me, her voice, uh, his voice is, uh, it's, I get it, it, grates on me after time.
0: So you know, they,
1: they're a, we're gonna put them in the same club. This is a good topic, we're gonna talk about. Uh, bands, singers, because you know Billy Corgan's voice is like that to me. Sometimes I do like that he's got the angst. Yeah. But the world is a vampire. <laughs> <me> i <laughs> constipated.
2: Yeah, wow. so
1: it's
2: a it's a little we bit. Should, well, have you watch watched South Park? We should call this episode "People Who Annoy You."
1: <laughs> people who are have interesting voices. They're very successful people. We're not making fun of them we're not saying that they're terrible for having your voice it's just how much can you tolerate some people not for me like pia zadora you know she sings like loving you is easy because you're beautiful (laughs) i can't do that no but that's that's a south Park bit bit south park bit also um that's probably why your brain did that there yeah, that's true. There's connections. Um, other singers. Hey, Will, the pop-punk voice in general. Yes, uh, the pop-punk voice. Like that whole, like, uh, yeah, like the late 90s, early 2000s, that sort of cry, whiny pop-punk voice. I didn't really like that. It was, a, it was kind of a universal affect at the time. But, uh Voices that are beautiful and melodious. Paul McCartney. <laughs> Anthony, Kiedis. Anthony Kiedis. Anthony Kitas. Yubba duba do yubba do, yeah. Anthony Kiedis <laughs> is an interesting singer because he's gotten better. And you can yeah. improve singing. You can get become a good singer. You it's a mechanical situation. Um and if you're musically inclined, you're more inclined to, to improve. However, there are people who can, you can teach singing. There, the, Roseanne, for instance, famously uh, peed all over the national anthem that one time in the 90s or the early 90s. And people were like, oh, my God, her voice was horrible because she was like, no, sing, and she did the whole thing. And people just were like, uh, what? And they hated her for it. But then years later, they did a Comedy Central roast of Roseanne and she sang operatically. For like four bars, huh. <laughs> and, and she's because she's pro- messing with people or something. No, she learned how to sing since then because oh, probably such a Sorry, I
0: yes, that. yeah, yes. She learned <laughs> how to
1: sing since then. <laughs> and years later, she was able to sing operatically because she probably was so deeply psychologically damaged by all of the hate. Yeah, that um, makes sense that she compensated, overcompensated. We should probably
2: work on not uh hating people like
1: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can't sing, you know... Billy Corgan is an incredible. If you can't sing, why don't you sing into a paper bag and leave me alone? Yeah. Well, the last couple albums with the Red Hot Chili Peppers have been... If you listen to Anthony Kiedis' quality of voice, so much better than any, like, yeah. than any album before. And... uh you know, the guy puts the work in, he tries. He's just not Who's a naturally good The new guitarist too. they
2: got, I like to call him Non Freshante. <laughs> Josh Clayton. Well, he's good. I like.
1: Yeah, yeah he's, he's, gone. Gone. he's good. He's real good. Oh, he was, he was good. Non Freshante is no, no more. Now not it's John, John Freshante. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, it's either John Freshante or Non Freshante <laughs> in the Chili Peppers.
2: <laughs> Which but album is cho- this? Yeah.
1: Yeah is, exactly. it, is, it is this a john? a john album <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. josh klinghoffer offered so much musical um so much musical uh talent to the band and if you again these last the two albums i think it was what by the way and no not by the way uh i forget the last two albums names for chili peppers because they all just start to become jubba jubba jibba jubba jibba jubba, jubba, jubba after a while uh but the the last couple albums were musically shifted toward more of a, a harmonic and a melodic, in addition to funk, which I found interesting for a band like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which are very pentatonic and funk punk based. So I was like, wow, they're they're exploring new territory with Josh Klinghoffer, and uh, you know, he's now in a band I forget, but he's in a band that like Pearl Jam, I think Pearl Jam just right picked him them. up, yeah. He's, like, touring with Pearl Jam now, I think. I forget I like which how band. some of these bands that have
2: been around for a while just end up being kind of, like, free agent teams in, in, in like, in sports, which I know you follow closely. Um, like, where you get, the, like, the Lakers are now a super team. Like, the Dodgers <laughs> were kind of super. It's really an L.A.-specific observation, I guess. But, uh, like, bands, like, they have uh, the Soundgarden, but Matt Cameron is in Pearl Jam now, and then they got him, and then, like, the whole yep. the whole universe but, of, like, Nine Inch Nails and Queens of the Stone Age, Troy Van Leeuwen and um, John Theodore going to Queens oh, yeah. of the Stone Age after uh, Dave yeah, Grohl played with them for a bit.
1: John Theodore played for Mars Volta, right? For a minute? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. also, oh, what? Pearl Jam also had Jack Irons, who used to be in the Chili Peppers. So they just pick up ex-Chili Peppers all- off the ground oh, okay. when they get real. when they get ejected. Pearl Jam's like, oh, we're here for you. It's, I was, I was like, like, oh, playing a bunch I'm of... Flea. Fleas ones.
2: Flea played on the Mars Volta albums, the first two.
1: Yes, yes, that's true. Oh, and John Franchante. Yeah.
2: Look
1: uh, at that. Yep. So that's, a, it's interesting. You know, that's a really cool circle of musicians there. And, you know, Flea went on several tours with Tom York. My brother saw that tour. <laughs> like, that it was just Flea. Sounds amazing. And to- yeah. Well, it was a little, like, so. <laughs> Here's yeah, the thing. Well- <laughs> you know i love radiohead it i love amazing it sounds
2: amazing but did it right, sound but the, amazing
1: but the sound you know it's 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 like art rock a little bit but it, it sure. here's the thing i love me some radiohead right and i love me some red hot chili peppers and particularly those groups have like a chemistry within a band like radiohead has such a internal chemistry with those five guys and now six guys because they got the mirror image bald drummer guys, <laughs> but like the oh, but I, it's really six guys. That. Well, uh, there's like a uh, touring percussionist guy who is also bald and will also play on the drum set and also play on the drum set across from Phil Selway, and they'll both be. <laughs> it's almost it's deliberately like they're mirroring each other as like these two. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a visual interesting visual uh but the dude actually really does add a lot to the band because when i saw them three years ago the, the the guy was just really uh everything he did added that w- that extra dimension of what you hear on the recordings of like w- rhythmic rhythmically because oh, they're, sure. they're so, oh, yeah
2: i used to poo-poo, like you know percussionists um you know because you know growing when my first drum kit was like a seven piece I'm like i'm sure to play all the parts even though i had no idea what i was doing um, yeah. Well, but no, can, a, a yeah. second percussionist can really can really add a ton of depth and flavor Indeed. Um, if, it's, if it's deployed
1: right. Uh, let's catch up with some of these Will comments in, in a second. Uh, but the thing about Radiohead is that I feel like they're greater than the sum of their parts, because when you got a Tom York song, it's a really good song, right? And then you got another yeah. Tom York song, and that's a really good song. And you're like, "That's a he's he's talented. He's an incredible singer, yet he sort of indulges in his singing and his voice and his, the worlds he can create with his voice." The, I, I can go on for hours about how Tom York puts distortion on his voice with his voice. It's kind of insane how good he is at singing, but um, you know, I've never been into his fully into his solo work. It's just even more down the rabbit hole than, say, Radiohead. I think Radiohead's got a little bit more accessibility and also is just better, in my opinion. I think Radiohead is better than Tom York alone. I'm very impressed with Tom York. I'm very impressed with Johnny Greenwood's scores that he's done for the last 15 years or so, since There Will Be Blood. His scores have been, like, Oscar-nominated, and they they are distinct. He has a distinct... Style where you can hear it now and be like, Oh, that sounds like a Johnny Greenwood score, which is what you want. Um, and Flea is probably the greatest rock bass player, you know, hard rock bass player in the last 30 years. And uh, it they get them two together and musically. Oh, also, I do not want to downplay Tom York's incredible rhythm guitar playing, he's a, he's also an incredible oh. like this dude. I know it's understated, or it's not, it's, it's not even you. Can, I can't overstate how good he is at rhythm guitar and supporting his own vocal. And also what he plays on the guitar while he's supporting his own vocal. It's just uncanny how good he is. He's playing, like, you know, what's that? It's the second song off of In Rainbows. He's playing that the entire time he's singing. <laughs> and he's just that's doing not, like that's like yeah, very nuts. He's yes, he's very very good musician. Um that can't like uh, Kid A, the song Kid A, where he's like down 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 one take, him singing and playing, um, and it's in five. Did I know that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So just together, flee and and, it's a sight to see. But I don't know if it's a sound to hear. All right, let's see. <laughs> is this Will? <laughs> Beck is a great example of comical singing becoming really, really good. Oh, that is a good example. Yes, where it's at. You got two t- t- tables and a microphone to dreams, which is one of Beck's my, one of my favorite Beck songs.
2: I think it's his best song easily. Not easily, but it's his best song.
1: It's an incredible song. <laughs> I, when I heard that song, he, he's like... able to do, he's able to go between like folk
2: singer and, you know, whatever the Dust Brothers style, like the funky thing he does. And yeah, he'd been, he'd been kind of leaning more into the folk singer stuff recently uh, before that song came out. And then he's like, oh, by the way, I still do the Dust Brothers thing. And it's just, it's like everything you like about a back style of Beck song, like in one song. It's He
1: he is, he's great. You know, he was the first artist to strike up a, a double Like a deal with one of the first artists who had a deal on two different record labels or something like that. Because one label he would do folk music and indie music, and then another another label he would do like pop rock or his popular like electronic music. So he did so which is interesting because he's so dichotomous like that and good at that. I saw him about four or five years ago, the Orpheum Theater, and half the set, the first hour, forty five the first forty-five minutes of the set, first hour, all acoustic. This the second half of the show. Acoustic, every, yeah, acoustic. The second half of the show, all of the songs that you would ever want to hear on the radio. That it was, it was great. And both the, the acoustic set was haunting and beautiful and like slow paced and down tempo and chill AF. And then the second half was just where it's at. You know, you got all the things. Uh, I so wanna cool. define the logic of our sex laws. You know, and and That's a that's a great song. Let
2: the handcuff slip off your wrist. That's great. That's great. That's great. That- <laughs> he's
1: he's quite good. Elaine Johannes is another utility guy connecting them all. Elaine Elaine started in the OG band with Jack Irons, Flea and Hillel Slovak. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, since King of Limbs, they they used Slovak. Back didn't know that. <laughs> didn't know that Slovak. Uh, I figure untethered uh, them for the electronics and loops. The best part about York is Fred Armisen's impression of him. Oh, I haven't seen that Studio 8H, but f- let's pause for one second and welcome our friend, Studio 8H. Live from LA, it's AFT. Story is this will K W 420 artists, Raccoon Raiders, and now introducing
2: Studio
1: AH. Oh <laughs> you get the boot every. You get squashed every night. Uh, it's uh It's like a Kenny. Is this Will? They're South Park reference. Solo Tom is chance to indulge in his drum and bass passions, and he openly admits it rather than pushing Radiohead 100% that way. Uh, there's a live solo version of Lotus Flower that is arguably superior to the band arrangement. Yes, Lotus Flower is a very solo Tom York type of uh, type of joint. Is this Will? His mastery of falsetto and troubadour crooning in recent years showed such growth. E-Pro is old style. Pro, uh, But even... Even so his singing is so much more refined and in control. Yeah, he's got incredible power and like incredible control and and um emotion in his voice. <laughs> a lot of people dismiss it as as uh depressing music, but I'm like I'm not one of those people. Is OCW a Mega Man fan? That is the question. Oh, is, is,
2: is that a serious question?
1: <laughs> Are you serious? Is that a serious question? <laughs> Ari, is OCW 5000 a Mega Man fan? Let us yes. Know.
2: I am, I am a Mega Man a fan. Sorry, was we in front trivia or something? Because, uh, yes, I love Mega Man. Yes, indeed. <laughs> my, two jams, Bill... my two jams growing up were Mega Man and Sonic. And, uh... It's because they had
1: the best music. Mega Man, you got the poster of all the Mega Man villains.
2: It's pretty sweet. It was only
1: like 30 bucks, too. God, God yes. bless the internet.
2: Uh, yeah, Man, it has every, it has all the it has all the Mega Man baddies in eight bit, uh, and it, it was actually very helpful. Uh, as it has them in the order you're supposed to beat them, uh, which mm. they didn't really ha- they didn't have it like as a like a strict order for the first three games, but then by the fourth game, I remember game, being frustrated like, uh,
1: about that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're like you finally get to Quick Man after all those uh, yellow you know d- instant death bars go through the screen, and you have to avoid those. And you finally get to Quick Man, and he just obliterates you because he's impossible. Mm. Uh, okay. And but yeah, but you have to know that you you um, do have to replenish your Flash, which is your Flash Man, Quick Flash, maybe. Flash, maybe. Uh, that because a full, a full one of those will take off half of Quick Man's life, and then it or a quarter if you're playing on hard. And then I think for the other ones, you use Elliot's claims that Quick Boomerang works against him, but I think it's just regular. Or no, not, not Boomerang. What's the one he likes? Against? I think you're supposed to use Crash Bomb against some but Crash Bomb's things.
0: Mm.
1: It's been a minute since you I played the Metal ball.
2: Blade. It's good. Um, anyway, the point is you can look at the you can look at the poster and it
1: tells you which one to beat next. Yeah. I, I hope to create Ollie's intro sooner than later. It's been a busy week. Yesterday, I spent from three in the morning until this morning <laughs> buying a car finalizing it finally yeah buddy yeah
2: i'm like um you want to talk about that process or do you not want to talk about that process
1: well i did mention it to you earlier that they would, like i had to finalize this deal at least 127 times you know because i'd be like am i done and they're like yeah you're done totally done just just sign the paperwork and i was like okay cool signed the paperwork <sighs> all right we're done right yep just got to call the bank and send us a check and, and do a copy of a check and the tracking number. Uh, I'll be good after that, right? Oh, you'll 100%. You're done. You're going to get a car. Cool. Just call the bank and make sure that you finalize it with them. And then you got to call us back and finalize it with us. And then we got to call your bank and finalize it with them. And then you're done. <laughs> I'm just like, good God. Good. Yeah. Golly, it was just it, it just kept going, but finally I got a notification that says your car is going to be here at two thirty on Saturday. So I am good to go, and well, that's uh, really I, good. Yeah, I'm excited. It's a big deal. It's the car, you know. It's not the hybrid that I wanted, but I'm I'm on a budget. And Ari,
2: uh, Ari. Yeah. yeah, listen, man, we're let's not gloss over the fact that, um. You survived for how long in Los Angeles without a car? Several months since August. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's nothing to, you know, shake a rusty tailpipe at. I mean. No, not. That, no. I mean that that's that that was an accomplishment. You basically just climbed Mount Everest. You yeah, should uh, you're the uh Horville Norgay, or is that his
1: name? Uh, uh,
2: uh, uh, of Los Angeles commuting.
1: Jorge uh Jorge what's that guy's name? George Passat, Jorge crushed it. Uh yes, yes. you, get a, you get a car and you get a car and you get a car. Orville Norgay
2: was the Sherpa who accompanied um what's his name? Steve? On the uh, on the first climbing of Mount Everest.
0: Ooh,
1: yeah, you don't want to climb Mount Everest unless you're a bored billionaire. Jorge <laughs> well, Villages. Oh wait wait, yeah. not wait. Is it
2: Tenzing Norgay? Gay? Tenzing Norgay. Gay? Why did I type in Torval? You know what it is? It's from that. Um, it is maybe it's Tenzing Norgay, Gay. My bad. Uh, Tenzing Tenzing or Gay? Is that you? Yeah. yeah
1: that's true. Studio Eight H. No one ever gives the Sherpas credit, which is ridiculous because they just do it. They just climb in Mount Everest every day.
2: There was yo. Know, there was that's true, 100 true. There was a video, a, a Netflix movie I saw a, a promo for that looked interesting. It was about, I think it was, I don't know if it was Jeff Sherpers or something, but they were doing, they were going to do like seven the, the seven tallest peaks in a year.
1: Sir Edmund Hillary
2: and they, yeah. So yeah, Edmund Hillary and Tenzing Norgay. Sorry, not Tor, Torval I don't know why I said Torval because by the way that, that reference is from. Is that from? Uh, it's from one of the Coen Brothers' movies we were just talking about, either Burn After Reading or. I understood uh, that reference. Yeah. Or um, what's the one with the that when he divorces Captain Zeta-Jones? Whatever that one.
1: Uh, that's the one I didn't see. Intolerable, Intolerable cruelty. cruelty. Intolerable yeah. cruelty. I should watch that tonight. I should just watch that right after. The show. Uh, you, you
2: should definitely do that. Uh, no, but the, what what is this? this Netflix movie looked interesting? It was like. Um, so Climbing 24 or 10 mountains in, in a year or something. Where'd it go? Uh, you you talk while I look for it. How about that?
1: Okay. Sir, Sir Edmund Hillary Swank.
2: 14 peaks. Found it. 14. Stop talking. 14 peaks.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, we did it. K2 Fearless
2: Nepali mountaineer Nimstai Persia embarks on a seemingly impossible quest to summit all 14 of the world's 8,000 meter peaks in seven months.
1: Sounds like he's bored. That's insane. That's insane. Climb a mountain because it's there, I guess, right?
2: I mean, that's what we <laughs> do as humans, right?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a distinctly human thing. That's why I, here now. Go with me on this. This is why I think humans are so human centric, uh, on on account of there's no other way for us to be. <laughs> but the, we tend to think that aliens, right? Now, go with me on this. I'm, well, I'm like already with you. Here. I know. Where, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing, they're and like, I'm with you. They're like. They're like, the aliens, they must be, they, they gotta be reaching out, they gotta be traveling the universe, they gotta be doing, because we're thinking about how we have survived, which is to travel and to conquer new lands and to spread out all over the planet, and then start to spread out into space now, and of course, The Expanse, which we watch on Fridays, live here on Aristotle Full Throttle, group watch <laughs> The Expanse, we, we, we end up going to Mars, and, the, and the, uh, the Kuiper Belt, and all of these different places in Ganymede. One Of my favorites, but uh, <laughs> humans want one, one, one of the yeah, exactly. So it's like humans distinctly want to do this, like it is our drive to, to, to grow outward. And I don't know if there's like a biological universality to that, but uh, if there are aliens, we're, we're just thinking we're, we're not thinking alien dimensionally, we're thinking we're just thinking how we would think about traveling the universe. Well, sure. I think. Imagine this, though. Imagine this. And this is a very Battlestar Galactica concept. Great show. And what if... This is like science fiction thinking.
2: Just
0: aliens.
1: Sorry. Time out. What
2: if there's two references
1: there? There's uh, Wildcats.
0: If we we ask the question, what if...
1: (laughs) I love the way uh, Jeffrey Wright says that. What if... (laughs) <laughs> he he says it so perfectly. I can't I can't do it. What? But uh yeah. But I'm just saying that uh what if the aliens get, like just transcend the physical form, they trans- like they they like what we're doing right now as humans, we're sort of going into the metaverse literally. We're entering the metaverse where our avatars are represented on like right now my avatar of myself is being transmitted and saved to the internet for for whatever reasons for people to watch for people to watch in the future maybe <sighs> hey future people this is a live living document of this time that we're living in
2: we're glad and, you chose uh, this one instead of god <laughs> knows how many other ones are out there
1: i know there's just you stumbled so many, across
2: like... you stumbled across congratulations you stumbled across twitch's archives <laughs> <laughs> exactly enjoy the next seven centuries of your life watching <laughs> them.
1: That's exactly. I mean, it would take probably to the end of the universe to watch every video, uh, on all of the platforms. But uh, the the thing is, like, what if they just go into a digital space and just stay there? And they're like, well, that we can do the infinite thing and just stay in one spot and just be infinite in d- the digital realm instead of trying to like branch out to other physical places. So that's where I, like, yeah, I think. is why I think NFTs. <laughs>
2: I'm with you. Listen. This is why I think NFTs though and ultimately well Battlestar Galactica, it wasn't that. They needed physical form. They needed physical yeah. uh stylon form. And I think However, this is where though, NFTs and all this stuff. What I loved tail.
1: about that is that when they got killed, they just got re-uploaded to the to the central place and then put back into another body, which was cool.
2: Sure. I, th- I think the primacy of consciousness is where the where the magic happens, sure. And if you could replicate consciousness in like other physical forms, then you do that. Or unlimited physical forms, potentially. You do that. But you're still going to need... I don't, I don't think the human experience can exist without physical form.
1: Studio 8H. Yes, I can do a Carl Sagan impression. It's very much like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> Carl it's the Sagan a... here. Curious. <laughs> Carl Sagan, when we look out into the cosmos... <laughs> He's such Oh man, I grew up watching that stuff. I loved it.
2: Dude, you gotta Um, make you gotta make one of your characters Kermit Sagan.
1: Kermit (laughs) Sagan. Well, that's stay tuned. When I look into the cosmo The the Cosmo connection (laughs) 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 with those rainbows and star beams and me (laughs) I don't know. Carl, do you have a hand? Up your backside. Yes, I am being controlled and I am in love with a pig. <laughs> oh man. Oh, there's so many infinite things you could do. Uh Carl Sagan. Carl what would his name be? Carl Uh Going the other uh, way? Not yeah. Kermit Sagan? Not Kermit. Non for sure. If
2: Carl were uh were a Muppet, you mean?
1: If Carl were a Muppet, yeah. I should just make a Muppet of Carl Sagan and, and it's it should look a little bit like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Maybe I'll buy a Kermit the Frog Muppet. And then uh, put like his seventies haircut on it and bell bottoms. Um Kerm- Sagan. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah, it is. this is Kermit Sagan. <laughs> My friend <laughs> went to Cornell, uh which is cool while Carl was still there, actually which is pretty neat. Um,
2: I like what you call it, Carl. You're on a first-name basis.
1: Yeah, but me and Carl, you know. So also,
0: that's... Like
2: Karmit Sagan, without context, makes no sense, but I love it. It's just, it just has a nice ring to it. <laughs> like, this is my... Oh. This is my dog, Karmit Sagan.
1: Well, I do have this one. <laughs> it is...
0: It, uh, this is me Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, we're looking out over the cosmos and looking over my shoulder
1: is Jeffrey Wright or should I say the watcher it is me the watcher I'm watching you watch this show uh, I'm going to get a beverage I, <laughs> Look, there is this. I do have the cosmos now Carmen might show up and hang out with uh Dude, fuzzy bear best... would be
2: Neil deGrasse Tyson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> waka Walk, waka water, water. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you go to an asteroid, who planet? I, I love that you could tell that he is a New Yorker, the curator of the Hayden Planetarium, because he's like, if you go to an asteroid in the outer Kuiper belt.
0: You'll find water.
1: (laughs) It's just water. And it's amazing. Because I'm like, it doesn't sound no different to me, where I grew up. But If uh, if you make
2: a bagel from the water on Enceladus, from the water on Enceladus, you get the best. You get
0: a New York style bagel. And you can make, you can have that with a coffee. Coffee. (laughs) Coffee and water. The two most basic elements. Uh...
2: You know Neil deGrasse Tyson gets dragged on the internet, and that's fine, whatever. But I, I always have a soft spot for him because he's like really enthusiastic, and he loves science. And I think that, and I think his attitudes about that are great about how we've lost something because we don't shoot for the moon anymore because that that led to all this other great stuff we have in society. And just you know, his basically his mission is to try and get kids interested in science. The way yeah. that he gets excited about science, that they'll do great things. I think it's, I think it's spot on.
1: Well, I saw a really cool interview with him like 10 or 12 years ago and he was talking about how he's like I practice this stuff. <laughs> he's like I he's like he's he's like I'm a science communicator and I me so he has an act. He puts together an act sure. of this charismatic like over the top guy that is is really trying to get across his enthusiasm and spread his infectious enthusiasm about water on asteroids um exactly. yeah I he's do, great I do like he's great michio kaku is, is a another great science communicator that i yeah. always enjoyed growing up queen's college professor <laughs> by Oh, the way. that's nice
2: yeah my mother went to queen's college
1: yeah michio kaku works there and he he's a he's a he created a particle accelerator like he built one and when he was like 14. Oh. <laughs> Got yeah, him sure in MIT. Well, I read a couple of his books. He just, he's just a good writer. So he didn't come up with any of this stuff, but he knows how to communicate it, which is interesting. That's a skill all its own. Brian Green is, is, oh, I mean, Brian uh, Thompson. Is it Brian Thompson? No. Brian Cox. Brian Cox is also quite good. You ever watch Brian Cox, Holly? Do you know who I'm talking about? Isn't that the actor you like, the old guy? Same name, but, uh, is this is a different guy? He's a he's a science communicator and he's British. He's just very self spoken, but he, he's got a very he's got a very interesting way of um, sort of pulling you in to like the. Nice. What he's I don't about. know him, yeah. but he's quite good. Um, we're all over the place with this conversation from terrible voices. To... No, that's okay. <laughs> I'm also
2: simultaneously trying to make a photo book for. Um... Christmas present for. I hope they're not listening. Uh, I do it every year, so it's not a big deal. Um, oh, that's for fun. My, pho- my folks. I make a little photo and like his family and stuff. So I'm trying to like. So my, my my consciousness, like the Cylons, are moving in and out here. Yes, Cylons.
1: Um, well, that's cool. That's a uh, that's exciting. Do, do you? So do you just go through the pictures from the year and and? Uh...
2: Yeah, we have a system now where like Beth, uh, we we share a uh shutterfly account and she just uh the other day she just goes through her favorites from the year and just uploads them to a folder and then I go through my favorites from like you know where we took in our phones and then right. I upload those and then I throw it together.
1: Oh that's fun. I do like yeah. the the way that the iPhone curates uh some some of the favorites. Um it's it's getting better at finding at searching. Yeah I, I mean 20, I don't 5, love uh, I, I do not love
2: uh iCloud in general,
1: yeah. But, well, I don't um, either because it it sucked up all my videos. Oh, that, oh, that's why they're not playing my intros. If they were idle over the weekend, they're they're not accessible. You mean sucked it me. up. So my uh, there's a folder on my desktop that has all of my. Videos, my video intros, and all the files that I use, but also my computer is like, oh, iCloud
2: is your predominant, as your predominant like cloud backup instead of like Dropbox or Box or Google Drive or whatever.
1: I use both, but yeah, it's iCloud. iCloud is just running in the background all the time, just uploading idle files, and uh, so now (laughs) I can't access the damn intros because now I have to re-download my entire desktop folders so
2: <laughs> oh I see okay so there's some there's some like chronology of like we want to keep your desktop local as we can't put all the stuff on here because you don't have enough space so we'll have yeah. Dropbox is something similar where it's like if it's idle it'll just keep it in the cloud and delete your local copy
1: oh oh it'll delete your local copy well or oh, oh, yeah, yeah probably yeah, it, ke- well, it just keeps like a, that big it keeps like a shortcut to it though with, with a little cloud ar- and a down arrow under it so yeah like... but
2: even but then either but then when you when you work with it but then you should download a local copy because when you work with it it's accessing it over the internet every time or it's caching it somewhere so if you just oh. download a local i mean but it probably has a I know Dropbox has this so I assume iCloud has something similar where it's like if if it's not synced locally meaning like you have a local copy on your physical machine it'll it can access it for you but it has to stream that those that data you know over the internet, and then get it a local copy and put that somewhere, either where you expect it to oh. be or in a temp file somewhere.
1: It's got to put it somewhere. Bend over and I'll show you. Yeah, that's good. I wasn't talking to her. I mean, him, you. <laughs> that's a line from Christmas vacation. I messed up just really terribly. Where are you going to oh, put stum- all the... the Do you know I'm what I'm talking I'm about? Sorry. No, I do not know well. their reference. Uh, there's a scene where it's like Julia. Wait, Dreyfus. that's a Chevy Chase line. Yes, I remember it now. Yeah. <laughs> and she's she standing there with her like yuppie boyfriend. And the boyfriend says, Where, where are you going to put that tree? It's too big. And then Chevy Chase oh, says, yeah. Bend yeah. over and I'll show you. And he's like, You got a lot of nerve talking to me like that. And he says, I wasn't talking to you. Yeah. It's a great line. Man, peak
2: Chevy Chase is pretty good.
1: <laughs> peak pretty Chevy good. Chase, man. There's like a string of movies that were all just. Solid. That that Christmas vacation is just Incredible. a great, solid. Every every scene is great, and it goes by so quickly. And every, just every scene begets the next scene, and it, and it, it, there's a whole through line and the character development, and it's great.
2: It's um, a great. It's our it's in our rotation of uh of Christmas uh family Christmas movie. That and Elf are our two go tos.
1: That's a great one. Oh, we have to
2: watch the Elf Grinch. Figure. We have to watch the, we bought the Grinch then and we gotta watch the the Cumberbatch one. It's fine. Oh, there's a
1: Cumberbatch Grinch.
2: Yeah, it's animated. It's 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 literally just like Despicable Me Christmas edition with the Grinch
1: because it's the same uh-huh.
2: animation studio and everything. It's very similar. I'm
1: going to check it out because I watch the Grinch every Christmas Eve. That's what I do. Do you watch um, the Jim Carrey one? No, I watch your mean one, Mr. Grinch. Yeah,
2: yeah. I've never <laughs> no seen one. the Jim Carrey one.
1: Uh, I, I think I watched it. I don't... It was not great. <laughs> that memorable, huh? Yeah. I think it was... Here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> that. Not good. Not good. It's a movie. I think we went it's from... What was that? Time's Up? What was that movie with uh, Justin Timberlake? In Time. To, in Time. That just being a movie with a great concept. It's a high concept movie, but not a great movie. And, mm. uh, yeah. To The Grinch, which was a low concept movie. <laughs> not a great movie and also just a movie (laughs) yes just a movie that's the worst thing you could possibly do this is what uh, our friends um, our friends I'm Uncle Ron and Mediocre Films Greg Benson they remind us you know the worst possible sin a movie can make is to just be mediocre or boring or just not exciting or not interesting in any way and uh, that's why bad movies are so much fun that's why bad movies are good movies Oftentimes,
2: yeah. At least, it's, at least it gets your attention.
1: Yeah. If it's then, you so know, that's bad, true. I, I,
2: you're gonna you're gonna love it because I'm gonna make it a sports analogy. But it's true in sports too yeah. that you don't want to. You either want to be competing, right? You want to be a home run, or you want to strike out. That's actually what people complain about baseball now is that basically the strategy now for hitting is like try to hit a home run every time, and if you strike out, whatever. Yeah. Um, but also in general in sports, like the, in terms of team building, it's a similar thing where you don't want to. You never want to be uh where the Washington Wizards are right now. You just don't want to be the Wizards ever. But where you're mm. like you're not good enough to you're not going to win a championship, but you're also not terrible enough that you could like rebuild. You're just kind of like fine. Mm. And then you're not memorable. At least like people can't project greatness onto you if you're rebuilding or they can't witness greatness if they're seeing something really good. And it's the same I think it's part of the appeal of these terrible movies is that like it's not that they're like, there's a difference between a good, terrible movie and a bad, terrible movie. And usually, the good, terrible movie has a good idea executed terribly.
1: Yeah. That's um, true. Which where <clears> you can see the potential in it. Right. That's like, it'll be disappointing because you're like, wow, what a great idea, but what a bad movie. And it, yeah. That can be, yeah. I'm trying to think of perpetual mediocrity, he says, is this will. And thank you, okay. Studio 8H, for reminding me that I am watching the good one. The, the, the Looney Tunes version, the what was it? The Mary Melodies version, the Warner Brothers version uh, from the, from the <laughs> <'60s>. <laughs> Here's a, here's a fun story. Do yourself a favor and listen to this podcast. It's a This American Life about Mel Blank, who was the voice of like 150 characters of, from, all of the loo-toots, like Foghorn, Leghorn, and Yosemite Sam and What I and, say, I'll say, I'll say. And Bugs Bunny. And every voice you can think of, he did one guy. So they could save a lot of money, I guess. But this dude is incredibly talented vocally. Um he um you gotta listen to this podcast, it's quite incredible. I don't wanna like give away the whole thing, but he suffered he was on his way back to the studio because they called him up. They are like, oh, we just need you to do some, uh, some quick voiceovers for something. So he drove real fast. He was like, my wife just cooked dinner, but I should be back in time for, to eat it while it's still hot. So he went driving, and then he got, like, T-boned in his car. Mel Blanc, on the way to the studio, on the way to Warner Brothers Studios. And he went to the hospital and was in a coma for weeks. Just in a coma. Just, uh, you could not talk to him. I'm going to give away the thing because he's probably not going to go listen to this right away. But so his son, Mel Blank's son, uh, was by his side the whole time, and Mel Blanc was completely unresponsive. And then the doctor came in uh, at one point, and they were they said they were trying to connect with Mel Blank. The doctor was like, Mel Blank, are you there? And then he, nothing. The doctor said, "Hey, Bugs Bunny. How you doing?" And he went, "What's up, doc?" So you could talk to Mel Blanc for a period. Only in character if you addressed the characters. And he was talk- he was able to speak through his characters for about a couple of weeks and then he came to and was and fully recovered. However, it's kind of a remarkable story that was like basically documented by the hospital and his son. That's
2: so amazing.
1: Yeah, it's an amazing, amazing This American Life. Um, and it was such a funny... It's it's incredible how the brain works. You know? Like, the really doctor is. was not even... He, he skipped over talking to Mel Blanc and started talking to Bugs Bunny directly. Incredible. Um. Yeah. That's a great story. Sadly, Mel Blanc died uh, by falling off of a hospital bed. Because he had a stroke... Uh. Yeah, he had he had a I think he suffered a stroke the day he shot a commercial for Warner Brothers in like 1989 or something, and then in the hospital he fell, and that was what they say. You know, that's just a sad, sad way to go, and that happens, you know. Um, Oh, you
2: can't—you don't get to pick how you come into this world or how you leave it. That is true.
1: That is true. We should be. Not we should get, be a little bit to more. Get too existential there. Sorry. <laughs> We're getting. Rec- I know. I'm trying to. Let's shift gears to Billy Corgan's scratchy voice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so there's good news. I, I did an audition today. A callback. I'm excited. you know, I had to play the bass. So I was like, I I think I got this. <laughs> I think I perform playing the bass. And uh, Ollie, this reminded me of the time you me. And our singer, back in way back in the day, got called into an audition by our uh, by our uh, man, uh, ex manager's lawyer. Wait, <laughs> ex lawyer uh, Ali. Remember, he just sent us an email and was like, "Hey, they're doing auditions for Rock Band 2. and the three of Ali, us.
2: Ali was the best dude.
1: Yeah, he was, a, he
2: was always a good dude.
1: He he was great. And he he just gave us this heads up. We went to this audition. We signed up. The three of us. This is an incredible, incredible moment in our band history. And, you know, we have been out on the road and playing shows frequently. And we were back in New York, uh, like a little in between. And they said, come on in and audition for us. And then they gave us the the toys, the rock band guitar and the rock band little four piece drum set and and the rock band microphone and then they started playing um, Let There Be Rock by ACDC. And we proceeded to go into our stage show, which was highly frenetic and energetic and explosive. And I don't think they were prepared for that, especially since Ali was like, did you like end up kicking over the drums and playing air drums with the sticks? And Ian was running around in circles and I jumped up onto the radiator of this <laughs> this like fourth floor oh, audition room. I've
2: I would they even I think they didn't even play this. I think they just had us play silently. And they said, play one of your songs. And we didn't bring the instruments to do it. So we just like air drummed it and jumping up. I remember the jumping up the wall stuff. And I was playing like a tin, I was playing like a a chair or something. I
1: think I think that was just the same that's, that's thing twice. It was, of it. it was just the same thing twice. It was just let there be rock two times. And then we did it. The first time, highly energetic, and we were laughing so much. We were just having such a great time. And then the people filming us were laughing, too. And they were like, all right, do that again. And then when they said do it again, you don't tell these guys who just went ape crap <laughs> that just went completely ape uh, to do it again. Because we did it again twice as big. And they seem to yeah. like it because we booked it. Yeah, we so. sure did. That was a that was a good time and that was a fun two days, of shooting. That was that was one of my, that was one
2: of my favorite experiences we did. It was wonderful.
1: Yeah, you got some really awesome footage. Ollie's, you got to see Ollie. If you go on the internet and look up the Rock Band Two commercial, there's some incredible footage of Oliver, of of him just whacking away at the drums. I was like, I want to buy those drums, because the way they shot it. Like I like to play. <laughs> Thanks party on Garth uh, party yeah. on dude <laughs> that is it
2: spew, spew into this that's a
1: little <laughs> I still say that it's, <laughs> it's, I'd like it's all good advice. I'll open my pocket my pocket tea if you're gonna spew you can spew into this or like a little paper cup or something uh, you gotta look this up you went full story of the year yeah we, we kind of did remember that time we actually hung out with story of the year that, that's a story for uh, next time.
0: Yeah. It was
1: at the end of the Warp Tour day. We were hanging yes. out in, at the barbecue. Yeah. I and was thinking,
2: wasn't uh, was All Time Low also there? I hear yes.
1: I was standing next to the singer from All Time Low on the barbecue line getting like a cheeseburger or whatever. And this guy was so pretentious because I didn't know who he was. <laughs> and I was like, hey, man, how's it going? And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, hey, how was your day, man? What, what what do you do? And he's like, <laughs> 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 like, I'm supposed to know who he is. And it was like, wow. I'm like, dude, your ego is so big. And um, yeah, I think it was just, it, it, I was informed after that he was the singer for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and I just didn't care. Yeah, I mean, you him. know,
2: people is what they, people is what they is. Also, maybe you just caught it, but you never, I don't know. I, I, want, I want to try and give grace, like, oh, maybe they just, you just caught him at a moment. Yeah, people can't be, Know their best all the time, but also yeah, you know, maybe it was just a schnozle.
1: Who knows? You're much more generous than I am. You know, from Hot Machine, from Mike, from Hot <laughs> Machine, to the guy from All Time Low. <laughs> it doesn't matter how big or small your band is; it's just personality. From Hot Machine, was yeah. Mike. I think it was Mike. It's got to be Mike. Mike's the most common first Good. name in America. At that point. Well, the I think boys. that's
2: that's Long Island bias right there.
1: Yes, indeed. Mr. Williams. Uh, which band well, hey. were you guys in together? Hey <laughs> uh, it's called VAEDA. You can check it out. It's uh, you go to VAEDA.com. You can download the album and you'll put like three cents in each one of our pockets. Um, let's see. Yeah, check it out. So this is Oliver. This has been fun. I always love talking to you. And we 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 touched every base to, to make a sports metaphor. What's a metaphor? We
2: did. I, was, a... I thought of all your base are belong to us, but also you were correct. It is a baseball <sighs> metaphor.
1: It is indeed. I, I was going to say, what's a metaphor for bringing a simile to my face? Uh, that's an original full throttle right there for you.
2: I, I tell you a joke that Ellie thought of this week? He's yep. very proud of himself. Uh, what did the basketball player say when he missed a three-pointer? I don't know. Shoot. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, we are we're, we're, we're learning our curse words in this house, but we are learning not to use them and what to say instead. And so that was, uh, he was very proud of himself yeah. for that joke.
1: That's pretty good. That's pretty That's good. That's a good joke. I like that joke. I'm going to say right. it. It's definitely today? family friendly. Yeah. I do like family friendly dad jokes. All righty. Well, I'm going to wrap it up because I should probably. Eat some food. I had a, I had a really dope burrito for breakfast today. Breakfast burrito, uh, I had it delivered. <laughs> I'm re, I'm redoing my whole ap- art apartment, Ollie. I'm just gonna redo the whole. Th- I'm gonna repaint it. Gonna be an art apartment. It's gonna be an art apartment. It. At the end of the day, and because uh, you know, you change your environment, you can change yourself. You can change your mood. You can change your attitude. You, you just change the people who are surround you. Make sure that you got good people around you that's always a good thing because uh, sometimes people say show me your closest friends and i'll show you who you are i'll show you your future and it's true so you want to be around good people like oliver williams 5000 oh man merry oh, christmas just, man well
0: merry it's christmas,
1: always a good buddy. merry christmas is this will merry christmas studio 8h and everybody ismael kayuia thank you for joining us and uh let me skip to the end of the song so it's like a nice. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful, what a wonderful time we had today. Poop, funkiest palindrome. Uh, I, I'll, I'll take your word for it, this will, but you don't have to take my word for it. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow on Wednesday when it's going to be Wednesday all day. Goodbye. And, and then I'm going to stop the stream in three seconds because I feel like it buffers for like